inside out. Welcome to season six. This is so exciting for me. I love sharing the wisdom of holistic medicine, holistic lifestyle practices, and ancestral nourishment so you can benefit and radiate beauty from the inside out. Beautifying is the way of the world. When we are able to beautify our own body, it radiates out into our family, our community, and we are better able to realize our potential in those settings by attracting others to our focus, our energy, our plans, our visions. We are better able to realize our dharma in the world so that is my mission is to help you and everyone i know and everyone i find to beautify from the inside out so settle in enjoy with a cup of tea share this with a friend if you think you may know someone who would benefit from this podcast we have a lot of interviews coming up this season and i'm really excited to share my community with you thank you so much for being here i am so grateful courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen this is wise words from dr brene brown and In today's episode, I want to use these words to encourage you to have that courage to be seen. And my topic today is intentions and presence. And our presentation to the world is something that I think about a lot. It's the inspiration for this podcast, Beautify Inside and Out, because my hope is that our presentation reflects our inner landscape. As a yoga teacher, I enjoy helping others return to the inner landscape, to find their inner landscape, and to share your presence in the world in a way that it's authentic to you. And something that I want to share in a contemplation that I have, I'm actually writing about this right now, is the consideration of the word grace and what graceful means in the aging process. This is a I grew up hearing this, you know, aging gracefully, being graceful. Um, My mother and the elder women around me encouraged my sister and me to walk around with a stack of books on our heads to find grace, to have some awareness of our presentation and the elegance that we could bring into our sweet country southern girl bodies (laughs) and neither my sister nor I are very tall so the idea of grace for a petite short um, 
girl, that always mesmerized me. And I, I often thought that I, I wouldn't ever be graceful. And when I began growing into my womanly body, you know, as teen girls do, that presentation to the world became something that I wasn't really ready for. I was, um, I attracted a lot of attention. I had blonde hair in the 1980s. I kept my skin sort of tan in appearance and, you know, in the summer, would bake in the sun, go to the swimming pool, hang around in a bikini. And I attracted attention. And I remember my clumsy way of handling that attention. And I think in my very best moments, I had some glimmers of grace. I had these moments of acknowledging others in a kind way, despite um, despite maybe their interest in giving me attention. At the time, I was reared by a single mama. My dad wasn't around, and I was craving attention. So it was good for me, good for everyone. But in a way, having that attention led me to carry myself a certain way. I, for very being pretty darn shy as a kid, I had a newfound confidence. And the response and that co-creation of confidence within myself and those around me who were paying attention to me created a confident young woman. And a lot of this has to do with my obliviousness to the kind of attention that I was actually getting. Actually had a misconstrued idea of what was happening. And while uh, young boys and teen girls were checking me out, I didn't really understand the, the nature of it. And I'm, I'll let you like figure that one out. <laughs> I don't need to go into detail about that. But the reason I'm sharing this with you is that is the first time when I was about 15, 14, 15, 16, 17. Those four years were a time when I really began to own my own person. I began to realize the power that I had in my presentation. I was an athletic um, teenager. I was a cheerleader. I, um, I strove to do yoga and gymnastics. I was reading about yoga in magazines and was introduced to it when I was younger at my school. 
and my body was was in shape and it was in that shape of my body that I recall feeling as if I owned my body I had ownership of my body and I began to identify as a fit person so I did all that I could to maintain a certain fitness. And this, of course, um, in a young teen girl, attracts attention. And I was pleased with the attention because I wasn't really getting any from my elders at home. So it was in this time that I began to realize from the other adults in my life who was who were also noticing me. I was a pretty studious kid in my school at the time and my grades were great and I could tell that they were wondering what is going to happen with this girl from Charleston, Tennessee. Where where is she going to go to college? And I began to realize that there was more for me in the world than my hometown. My presence in the world began to shape my identity. And this is wisdom that I gleaned pretty early on. And not really understanding what to do with it, why it mattered, or if it even mattered, I lumbered through my late teens and early 20s pretty much confused about everything. <laughs> I, I had owned my presence early, but then honestly didn't have the tools to navigate the world. I made some mistakes. I thought I wanted to be a, a school teacher. And then my last year of college, I decided, oh my God, I, I'm not really interested in spending my entire day year after year after year with little kids. That became very clear to me. And... I'm not exactly sure why I didn't think about pursuing health and wellness at the time. I remember the last year of my, um, my time at the University of Tennessee, one of my colleagues had switched to physical therapy and occupational therapy. They were studying both. And a total switch. They were going to have to go back and spend years back at school. And I thought about that at the time, but it just seemed insurmountable. And I was kind of ready to go traveling and explore the world a little bit. And looking back, that presence, that early presence was an internal wisdom that it, it marks what I am actually doing now. If I do trace back some parts of my life, which has been very 
Gen X-y, trying different things, exploring passions, discovering the world, I realized that I was replicating a childhood that I wasn't exposed to. For much of my childhood, I was um, neglected and I stayed at home a lot. Like many in my generation, I was a latchkey kid and my sister and I were at home all summer. Right now my kids are at home this summer and I am entertaining them with different outings, day trips, they have summer camps. And this was not the kind of attention that I received. So I understand that how I was brought up, it really shaped my presence. Even now, as I embark on teaching others the wisdom of yoga and face yoga, the Vedic wisdoms that I have learned, they all combined create a presence that is ancestral in their own right because of the wisdoms that I have studied, but also resonate to my innermost being since I became a woman, since I became aware of what it is to be a woman in my body. And how I identify as a woman, the presence that I share. And I want to inquire to you, what what presence do you bring into a room? Is it something that you're aware of? Do you even think about it? Are you honing it to refine it? Or are you uh, comfortable and just... I am who I am. Love me or leave me. Love me or hate me. How do you look at presence? I am intrigued with this concept because for me, with intention, we are able to share our presence in a way that uplifts ourselves and others. This is an interest of mine for myself and my family. I think it's important to, you know, be real about who you are and then get on with it. Get on with making your life special. Get on with representing your life with delight and candor and grace. And I know that grace is a word that has been Um, taken to a point with those of us over 40 that represents something that is unnatural, that is um, something that we all strive for and isn't possible for everyone to achieve. And that raw boldness, that emblazoned um, feminist is embraced. But I want to invite all of us who are feminists in our own right, in our own ways, to reconsider this notion. Because as 
we grow old together, it's important for us to stop this internal fighting. This is the mark of subjugated people. And to have kindness and generosity around the breadth and depth of what being a woman means. I mean, now there are many flavors of being a woman, right? We all have different opportunities. We all have different experiences to bring us to where we are. And now the umbrella includes non-binary individuals as well. Femininity is a trait that is something that is our own. It represents who we are. We don't owe it to anyone. And I that's what I love about the gender fluid, um, I don't know if you want to call it a movement, but what is becoming more and more aware in our culture is gender fluidity and the one of the big strengths in that is that we we can realize as women we don't owe anyone our femininity we don't owe anyone grace we don't owe anyone anything quite honestly we can be who we are. So then let's not cast stones at those of us who perhaps represent femininity in appearance or represent, you know, awareness of their presence as they age. And in hoping to age in a way that they identify with. That's where I am coming from. That is what I am seeking. It's to age in a way that I identify with it. I do um, consider myself someone who is aging naturally. However, I want to learn the face yoga moves that are going to help my face create symmetry in my presence. I want to have an appearance that is not only presentable, but I want to beautify it and I want to have fun doing it and I want to be playful. And that's what I am inviting everyone in to this space to do is to beautify from the inside out. And it really begins with that playful nature, that generous nature to myself, my, my female peers my, my non-binary peers, people who are in transition to be in the presence of who you are and to have that space for yourself to examine, explore, and to be strong in your femininity if that is something that you wish to do. I'm, I have over the last few years in finding my voice and having the courage to show up and let myself be seen, I have been um, criticized and ridiculed by a few folks who have found me and are just 
a little concerned about my use of the word grace. Grace, having graceful aging. That this has, this has been um, taken and switched up by a number of feminists who feel like this is not possible. This is an unrealistic ideal that aging gracefully has secret messages inside of the two words that mean that we are trying to adapt magic into our presence, that we're trying to hard, that we are having fake smiles because we're practicing a smile. And guess what? Why does that matter to you? I guess is what I'm wondering. Authenticity can be practiced. Authenticity can be honed. What is authentic on the inside can be presented on the outside in a beautified way. And I enjoy that. I appreciate it and I see it in others. I I guess... One of the things that I find very um, depleting for me about some actions within the women group of humanity, all women, is the infighting. I mentioned it before, but I want to underscore that. This is a sign of subjugated people. This is something that actually creates a hierarchy in within the group that is unnecessary as we are all on the same level we're all women why do we want to fight with one another why do we want to be that way why do we want to be unkind every woman is on their own path every woman has their own weaknesses why highlight them and strip them down and please accept the generosity from me that i'm calling you out because i i have some strong feelings about this i think it's unnecessary and the 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 discussion quite honestly should be about elevating the women of humanity around the world and triaging around those women in places who have no rights, despite the idea of having the right to vocalize things that keep women down, keep women second-guessing themselves, allow women to express themselves in a beautiful way, in the time that we have, in the time that we can. Because quite honestly, the freedoms are being stripped away in the modern culture as well. So focusing on elevating women would be much more conducive to the critical thought behind dismantling the idea of graceful aging. I just, I think that's very, um, it's, it's, it lacks foresight, quite honestly. And in the depth of this podcast, I just want to share that I am exploring intention 
on Instagram and how intention is a part of manifestation. Like whether you intend for what you are manifesting or if you are randomly manifesting, that's happening too. Either one is happening. So why not leverage intention? And my intention in today's podcast was to just bring to light this idea around graceful aging. I just feel like I want to take that back. I'm a little shy to even say that publicly. And there's really no reason to feel that way. Because it's an idea. It's an idea. Whether you think it's archaic or old-fashioned or whatever, I appreciate it. I appreciate when I am in the company of someone who has taken some time to put themselves together. It's lovely. And it is something that is um, ethereal and lovely in a way that shows that there was thought put into their presentation, intention was part of the presentation, and I feel like that is to be honored. And I, I, I just wanted to say that today. And I hope you are having an intentional day filled with love, delight, and joy. Thank you so much for being here. Namaste. Stay tuned for a quick break to support my sponsors that help support this podcast. Thank you so much. Are you in the San Francisco Bay Area on June 24th? That's a Saturday. From 4 to 5.30 p.m., I am hosting a summer solstice skin wellness retreat, and I would love for you to join me to do face yoga and to explore the beautiful skincare line Sarasa. And I love working with Sarasa products. They are very amazing. They blend both science and Ayurvedic herbs, natural herbs of all kinds. There's some traditional Chinese medicine herbs in this lovely skincare. And what you'll do is you will learn and walk away with a sequence that's perfect for your unique face. If you have any asymmetries, any kind of voice or throat concerns, this could be a really lovely way for you to revive your head, neck, and decollete and realize your own beauty from the inside out, starting with face yoga and skincare. You can DM me at Instagram, beautify face yoga is my handle, and then look at the links in the bio and you'll find it at the very top and you can sign up for this wonderful retreat. I can't wait to see you. Bye, bye, bye. Are you looking for a way to realize wellness in your life, to get past any healing journey that you may be on emotionally, physically, financially? Well, I have a solution for you. I am a wellness coach with the Health Style Emporium team, and together we partner in a way that is dynamic for you to really up-level your lifestyle with a multi-point system that is going to offer you accountability, support, and nourishment in a dynamic way. 
if you'd like to learn more and you'd like to work with me, this is an affordable way for you to do that. And I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram at beautifyfaceyoga. That's my handle. You can message me there. And I would love to see if this is a good fit for you. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste.